Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. Here's Pastor Greg. Today, we would like to begin to tie up uh, some important loose ends as we finish this section on the Office of Administrations. Uh, we've discussed the office of the elder or pastor or bishop or overseer. Last time, we finished looking at deacons and deaconesses. A question can be asked, just how are elders, how are deacons to be chosen and appointed, and there's a lot of controversy on this at the church. Um, there are many post-biblical systems over the Christian centuries, besides the uh, the Roman Catholic uh, hierarchy of the Pope and uh, some assumed succession down, apostolic succession. We've mentioned that you have in church history the Episcopalian system, the Presbyterian system, the Congregational system, and there are many other uh, systems of church government and varieties on all the above. Um, and uh, they are what has developed after the Bible. And when you read the scriptures, we want to know what the Bible tells us, how church government uh, should be selected, should be formed. When you actually consider church structure and church government, there are different biblical principles involved, and there, there are tensions between those principles, and that's why uh, one denomination will tend towards one and one denomination will tend toward another. Uh, and we'd like to just look at these principles and see how church structure is, uh, is directed in the New Testament. From my study of the scriptures, I believe there's three basic factors when you select the local elders, the local pastor, the local deacons, deaconesses, Number one, you have the logos. You have the word. You have the rules. You have the criteria for qualification, which applies universally to all, to all churches. Remember when we studied last week about the deacons in Acts chapter 6, uh, verse 2, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, this is from the New King James. It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So there were qualifications, right? Seek out men of good reputation from among you, from among the believers, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. And these criteria, these qualifications are universal. 
Uh, and that's really what we've been studying for so many weeks, right? When we've looked at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 16, the qualification for the, uh, for the bishop, the qualification for the deacons, uh, Titus chapter 1, verses 5 to 9, and these are sections where Paul develops, uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, details about the qualifications for those in administration. Uh, and he gives great detail, and we've studied that in depth. And those are fixed. So that's the lagos. The biblical qualifications have to be met. Number two, you have the local selection, right? Given the qualifications, given the word that tells us the character of the people being chosen, you have the local selection, maybe you want to call it a bottom-up approach, uh, the more democratic aspect of it, uh, where each congregation puts forth as a body those uh, they feel meet number one, meet the qualifications by the, the Lagos. Um, it's implicit in Paul's directions to Timothy and to Titus uh, that the local church is recognizing these attributes, the local body is recognizing these attributes in these men. They have to see the attributes, they have to see the qualifications in these men. It's explicitly again stated in Acts chapter 6, uh, verse 3, therefore brethren, seek out from among yourself. Brothers, you are the multitude of believers. Seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. So they were to choose, the body of believers was to choose the uh, men that they, they felt met these criteria. So that's the democratic or the bottom-up approach. But three, there's a third aspect to it. It doesn't clearly end there where you have qualifications and then you have the local church as a congregation, a congregational approach, selecting democratically uh, individuals to be pastors, to be deacons. There's a third element. And if you go back to Acts chapter 6, he says, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men. And then he says at the end of verse 3 of Acts chapter 6, Whom we may appoint over this business. Whom we may appoint. The 12 say to the congregation, You select based on the qualifications, and then we will appoint them. And in verse 6, well, let me read um, after that. You have uh, verse 4, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose, and they named the seven they chose. And then in verse 6, it says, whom they, the congregation, set, they set these seven before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. So they needed to be set before the apostles for the apostles to appoint. And when they had prayed, you have here in the 12 highly anointed men of God, clearly given authority by the Holy Spirit. And notice what we're speaking about here with heavenly authority. We're not talking about organizational authority, right? institutional authority, that's in the other side of Jerusalem over in the Sanhedrin, right? We're talking about Holy Spirit anointed authority. 
These are not the priests. These are not the elders. These are not the Sanhedrin. But these 12 have been walking through Jerusalem, preaching the gospel. People are being healed. Thousands are being saved. They have Holy Spirit authority. They have little recognized institutional authority with the Jewish leadership. But they're men who have clearly been chosen by Jesus. They've learned from Jesus. You can tell the Spirit of God is upon them. Uh, they've started this work in Jerusalem, and the work is clearly seen by all believers. You have these highly anointed men filled with the Holy Spirit, and what do they do? After they've given the qualifications, and we believe that's given through the Holy Spirit, once the people have, have recognized recognize several among them that fit those qualifications, they pray. Why? Because a man might seem qualified in that he meets the specifications. The people may select him, but God has foreknowledge, and these anointed leaders, these apostles, pray to receive God's confirmation. And having received confirmation, then they lay hands on them. They anoint them, that we might appoint them over this business. They finalize it. So you really have three aspects going on here. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 28, God has appointed these in the church first, what? Apostles, right? They're responsible for the church as a whole going forward. They're responsible for the purity of the teaching. They're responsible for presenting the church as a pure bride before Christ. This is their burden, and they're sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. God then can give the final okay through these men praying, and then once they have the confirmation, they lay hands on them, selecting them, choosing them, finalizing them, putting some of their authority you lay hands on, putting some of their authority, some of the spirit on them, like Elijah puts on Elisha, putting some of the authority they have, some of the spirit they have onto these who have been selected. And that uh, is so important because this third element is the anointed aspect of the selection. It's the top-down aspect, if you will. You have one or several with clear, anointed, Holy Spirit authority making the final selection. So you have bottom up and top down and the Lagos, the criteria running through it all. Consider this, uh, if you look at Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14, Paul is on his missionary journey with Barnabas in uh, verse 14. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, and Barnabas and Paul are clearly both called in chapter 14, verse 14, apostles. And then look down at verse uh, 20. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. So Paul and Barnabas go to Derbe. Verse 21, and when they had preached the gospel to that city, and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Not Antioch in Syria, this is the Antioch in Asia Minor, right? 
They go back to the places they preached and the churches they established. And what do they do? Verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they, Paul and Barnabas, the apostles, had appointed elders in every church, the NIV will say in each church, and prayed with fasting, literally having prayed, having prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. On our website at shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, including location and times of our services. Info on Pastor Greg's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, and a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs, as well as some special offers to help you in your walk with Jesus. And we have also added links for those who would like to listen to the Through the Bible Heavenly Authority series on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Plus, we have a significant video library of our Sunday sermons. We live stream the Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, and then the video is posted up on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, both on YouTube and Rumble.com, as well as on the church website itself for 24-7 access. The website address again is shiarjashub.org and you can check Isaiah 7 verse 3 for the spelling. Please join us next time for Shiar Jashub.